Hey moms, welcome back to the Empower Digital Mama series part four, where we are going to be talking all about money and monetizing your knowledge. One of the questions I get asked all the time is, can you actually make money from this? The amount of money that you're going to make in your business is going to vary based on so many different factors that I can't tell you, you are going to make this much, you're going to make that much, but there are calculations and productions you can do if you know you wanna make an additional $3,000 a month or you know you wanna replace your corporate income. So maybe you wanna make five, six, $7,000 a month, whatever it may be. Or maybe you want to build your business up into something big and be making 20, 30, 40, $50,000 a month. So it's all possible. Can you make money from this type of business? 100%, yes, absolutely, a million times over, yes, yes, yes but there are factors that are going to dictate how much you actually make. I also wanna dive into some of the common misconceptions about money, and this also goes back to what I was talking about in episode one, where you have these societal constructs that make us believe certain things about the way the world works that just simply are not true. So if you think about time, this is just an example. If you think about time, time actually isn't real. It's a human-made construct so that we can make sense of the world, so that we can have order. But time actually isn't a real thing. And there are these different ideas or societal constructs that we have been told to believe our entire lives, and it can be difficult to cut those cords, essentially, and start unraveling the connections that have been made in your mind that have been solidified for so many years. And one of those is that you are only worth a certain amount of dollars per hour. People say, it doesn't make sense. How can you be a millionaire and only work four hours a week, five hours a week, six hours a week? How can that happen? The crazy thing is, is it happens all the time, but you are living your life in a way where you have associated yourself with a certain amount of money per hour or per year that it has limited you to thinking that you can only make that in this amount of time. And when I first left my corporate job, I had a really hard time separating the amount of money I was making and the amount of hours I was working because I always correlated my salary to the amount of hours I was putting in. Now this all has changed. I would say there's been a pretty big dent put in this idea over the past couple of years because of COVID. And a lot of people were working from home where they weren't forced to be in the office from nine to five and they had more flexibility in their schedule and many times productivity didn't decrease. So if you have the right people in the right seats doing the right job, the job is gonna get done so there's this construct of time and money and how we weave the two together so innately that it's hard to separate the two. But once you separate that time does not equal money, many things will open up for you. Meaning first that this is how you work less and make more money. I'm gonna say it again, how you work less and make more money. And this was actually validated for me personally when I made the move from corporate into my own entrepreneurial journey, right? So at my corporate job, I had to work 40 hours a week. I had to clock in, I had to clock out, I had to clock in and out for lunch. And let's say I had to take an hour off because I had a doctor's appointment or something. 
I would have to use PTO or I would that would go unpaid. So in that situation, the amount of time I put into my job directly resulted in my paycheck. So time did equal money in that situation. And in many situations in, in the way the world works, I understand that there has to be some sort of order between employers and employees. But once I was able to kind of come out of that and work in a different environment, I worked for a company where it was completely remote. I wasn't in an office ever. I had complete autonomy over my day. I would schedule meetings when I wanted. And if I wanted to take three hours off during the middle of the day to go run errands or do whatever, it didn't matter. I didn't have to tell anyone. As long as my work was getting done and I was doing a good job and the people that I was working with were satisfied and the clients were satisfied, that's all that matters. When that happened, I was working less than I worked at my corporate job, but I was making about three and a half times more. So that really was what solidified for me. Like, okay, now I understand that time doesn't equal money. And that's something that so many people that I that I talk with doesn't even have to be moms, just in general, this idea of working in an environment where they make this much per hour or this much per year and it's been happening for so long that it's hard to stretch your mind to think, well, I could make $500,000 in a year or I could make $800,000 in a year. Like these are the things that you have to begin to open your mind to and start to think about because it can happen for you. It absolutely can happen for you if, if that's what you want. But what you have to do first is break this belief between time and money because time does not equal money. Along with this, we really are conditioned to believe that we are worth X amount of dollars per hour, per week, per month, per year, whatever it may be. Nobody else can determine your worth. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that no dollar amount can be put on your ideas, your aspirations, your time, your energy, your effort. If you think about it, if I said this to you on your deathbed, if you could go back in time and spend one hour with your kids when they were two and three, how much would you pay for that? You probably would say, I would pay anything. So really priceless. But what we're saying when we work a job where we're making 20, 30, $40 an hour, whatever it is, is we're saying that an hour of our time is worth 20, 30, $40. Therefore, that's how much you're willing to accept to take that time away from the things that you love doing. So that's just a different perspective to put this idea of we are only worth a certain amount of dollars per hour, week, month, year, so on and so forth. Not true, not true. But before you step into this role of being entrepreneurial and wanting to embrace these ideas, you have to start to break down the beliefs that you have been conditioned to believe for so many years, which is that time equals money. You're only worth a certain amount of dollars per whatever. And it's critical that you understand especially in a digital business setting where you are going to be exchanging your knowledge for profit, that you know how to price your products and service appropriately as to not undercharge and to not overcharge. Remember, these are your ideas, your aspirations, your time, energy, effort. Therefore, there is an internal discussion that has to happen where you decide, okay, I want to charge this much, but at the same time, you have to do some competitor research and figure out what other people are charging in the marketplace so that you don't fall into being an outlier, which means your program or your service is grossly underpriced or grossly overpriced. 
for the value that you are providing. The takeaway that I want you to have from this concept is that no longer is somebody else telling you what you're worth. You are deciding that. And you're doing that by creating something that is going to be helpful and impactful to other people. And it's up to you to determine the value of what it is that you're creating rather than your boss telling you that's worth X, Y, Z, or you are worth X, Y, Z every hour, month, year, so on and so forth. I have one more point that I want to make in regards to this larger idea of money before we get into some more of the tactical stuff regarding digital business. There's this idea of scarcity around money where there's never enough. There's never enough to go around. And of course, I understand why that sentiment is shared, right? People grow up in all different situations. Everybody experiences different things. But in order for you to be able to begin to receive abundance, you have to begin to accept abundance. And that all begins in your mind. So it's not the lack of opportunities or resources or people you need to convince of your value. When you open your mind and your mind becomes limitless, the opportunities that come to you become limitless, which then translates into money. I'm not saying that all you have to do is sit down, meditate, open your mind up and start thinking about money and all of a sudden money is gonna start magically appearing in your bank account. What I'm saying is that your mind needs to be at a place where you actually believe, first of all, that you're worthy, Second of all, that you don't believe that it's impossible to achieve the level of financial freedom that you want, no matter what that level is. That needs to be something that you truly believe can happen in your life. There is going to have to be action that's taken. There is going to have to be work that's put in because without action, things aren't going to happen. So action has to be part of this puzzle. But some of the other pieces there is that your mindset has to be in the right place in order to receive abundance because you're shooting yourself in the foot before you even get started by having this mentality of there's never enough to go around. There's you know this scarcity mindset, whether it's money, opportunities, resources, anything. When you come up from a scarcity mindset, that's what's gonna be reflected in your reality. Remember that your, your thoughts impact your behaviors and your behaviors impact your reality. Therefore, your thoughts impact your reality. So don't forget that bit and remember that when those thoughts are coming in and penetrating your brain, and like we spoke about earlier in the series, it's up to you to stop the thoughts and to rephrase them to begin to rewire your brain to think in a way that's bigger, that is something that you start to believe yourself. Because if you don't believe it, nobody else will. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about the tactical side of pricing your services when you own a dis digital business. And we just talked about understanding your worth and you are the one that decides how much your services are priced. But here's a good rule of thumb to help you get started in the right direction. The more you are involved in something, the more face time that your customers get with you, the more expensive it will be. So if this is something that you record prior that you can resell over and over and over again, it tends to not be as expensive as something where you are actually jumping on live calls. You're running one-on-one -on -one calls or small group coaching calls. So this could be conceptualized in a tiered model. If you think about it, the less you're involved, the less it's going to cost. So if you have something that you record ahead of time and once you sell it, that's it. There's no more involvement from you. They go and they digest the content and that's it. Those programs tend to typically be less 
than a program where you are actually there, present, either getting on live calls or you have some sort of communication with them, whether it's through a platform like Slack or Messenger or whatever it may be, however you communicate with your people, a Facebook group, so on and so forth. And the level of your involvement, again, is going to determine the price. So the more you are involved, the more expensive it's going to be. And leads us really nicely into this next idea that's part of digital business that's really gonna help you project out into the future how you can start to monetize this business in a serious way. And that's called an ascension model. The ascension model in your business is basically the way that you plan to move people through your business so that they get to their end result in the most supported way and what you can offer to them at each stage of their customer journey based on what needs they will have once they complete one of your programs. Not only does this give your students an exemplary experience with you and your business, but you are also providing them with what they need in order to be successful. So it's a win-win situation. And before you start your business, an Ascension model does not need to be completely done, set in stone, but it's always good to be thinking, how can I further service the people in my business? And when you start your business, one thing that you want to pay attention to is knowing how you can ascend people through up to the top levels of your business. Like I said, this does not have to be planned out to a T before you launch your very first program. But if you are in a niche where for some reason, once you offer something to somebody, they are not gonna need it again, or there is nothing else that they can pursue further. So let me just give you an example, and I don't know that much about the trucking industry, but this is just what came to my head. Let's say you help people get their CDL license. That's the license that you need to drive a truck. And you run them through this program to help them achieve this special license. But once they have their CDL license, there's really nothing else they need from you. How are you going to continue to work with those people to continue to help them on whatever their journey is, whatever the transformation is that you offer, if the transformation is just you start here and you end here, you get your CDL, you wanna make sure that you go into this with the ideas of how can I ascend people up through my business? Because that is going to increase the lifetime value of the customer. And I don't wanna get too in the weeds on marketing metrics and tracking certain metrics, but really quickly, I will say that lifetime value is one of the most important metrics that you can track as a digital business owner. So before you start your business, it's important to think about these things so that you know that there is a path to ascension because that is how you are going to build wealth inside your business. I'm going to give you an example of an ascension model in a digital business so that you can see what I'm talking about when I say start here and move people up to the top. So we're going to use a hypothetical business that's all about transforming your life. It's a, a life coach. And the very bottom of the ascension, if you think about it as a triangle, a pyramid, at the bottom, you have the most people coming in, right? It's the, it's the longest part of the triangle, but everything down there is free. So that's where all your free content and resources comes in. So people get access to blogs, articles, videos, podcasts related to personal development, motivation, goal setting, and it's completely free for all users. The next step up on your triangle would be something like a group coaching program. So this is where you get several people into the program. It costs $99 per month. 
participants receive structured guidance or live webinars or Q&As and group discussions. And this tier provides a more interactive experience and community support. Then the next step up is one-on-one -on -one coaching. So this is where you would actually get on calls with people one-on-one -on -one, and they would receive tailored guidance, accountability, and strategies to overcome their own specific challenges and achieve their goals. So you could charge $250 per session. The next step up would be something like a mastermind group. So this is a membership that is exclusive and there has to be some sort of criteria to get in. So it means that you've either hit a certain level of income or you have some sort of certification. It is meant to be small and effective. And that's priced at, for example, $1,000 per quarter. And then finally, at the very top of your pyramid, you could have something that's an advanced training and certification. So this is for people who want to be life coaches and they want to have some sort of certification through you. You could price this at $5,000 for the complete program. Participants receive lessons, mentorship, practical exercises, and everything that they need to start their very own coaching practice. And so that's just to give you an example of how you can structure your Ascension model. Of course, it's going to be different based on what you offer, what you sell, what your niche is. And I've seen Ascension models where the bottom is a free lead magnet or maybe a seven or a $47 product, all the way up to the very top of their Ascension model is a $100,000 day where you work with them all day long and you have things set up and it costs $100,000. So I've seen many different types of Ascension models. The key is that you need to structure your Ascension model in a way that makes sense for your customer and the journey that they're gonna be going on by using you as an authority of something that they want to learn. So you need to make sure that the path that you're taking them through on your Ascension model makes complete sense and every step is getting them closer to their next goal. I also wanna point out that you can see that in the Ascension model, the lowest ticket item is at the bottom and the highest ticket item is at the top. So you'll see that as your programs get more expensive, there are less and less people that are in the programs, which is, you know, the triangle tends to get, it doesn't tend, it does, the triangle gets smaller towards the top, but those people are, which makes sense because as your products increase in price, they're just, the volume is going to decrease. And I also want you to realize that as you go up the ladder, the more you are involved, the more expensive it is. So like I talked about earlier, the more FaceTime that your customers get with you, the more it's going to cost. Okay, I think that does it for day four. Again, thank you so much for being here and listening. And I hope that you are enjoying this as much as I am recording it. So a couple things I want to close out with. I want you to remember that you can break free from the nine to five grind. You can break free from the idea that you're only worth a certain amount of money based on what an employer tells you. It's just simply not true. There are so many opportunities in the world for you to not only achieve financial freedom, but 
to love the process and to enjoy what it is you do every day and have a positive impact on others. And I think people get hung up on is they they think wanting abundance or wanting financial freedom, there can be a stigma attached to that as being greedy or selfish or self-serving. But there's this one thing that I was told a long time ago and it just always stuck with me. When money gets put in the hands of good people, good things happen. Money is not the enemy. Money is not the bad thing. Money is just a tool. People are the ones that use the tool, the money, to either do good or bad in the world, whatever it may be. But you have the power to create whatever kind of abundance suits you, and you are not limited by what you have made in the past, what somebody else tells you you're worth, which I hope just gives you such a sense of freedom as it did for me when I first started shifting and rewiring the way that I think about money. Okay, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you on day five.